The following program is a podcast1.com production. Hey everybody, Superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Love Line, episode 171 from May 26th, 1996. Sunday night show, no guest, the love between the two hosts. Tomorrow is Memorial Day, Drew brings it up in the first few minutes. Adam is fresh from Edgefest in Minneapolis, Minnesota. He was hit with a Birkenstock and some change while he was stalling on stage for some of the bands. He talks about hanging out backstage with No Doubt and a couple other bands, but mentioning No Doubt, this is after the infamous episode uh, Daughter Feather from 1995 that we haven't aired in the feed. Sometime between that episode, this incident, and the future guesting of No Doubt, where they send a letter from Gwen Stefani where she calls Adam a racist, uh, her mind was changed. It's an interesting layer added to the history of this uh, relationship between No Doubt and Loveline. Once again, uh, Mahalo is not used as the closer from Adam Carolla, so he used it once really early on in the feed, I believe when Rackman was still on the show with them. Then he took a couple-month hiatus, then he explained Mahalo, used it two nights in a row, and then since, he's used it a few times, but it hasn't been regular. Uh, soon we shall have the return of Mahalo as his nightly closer, and it will remain that until 2005, November 3rd, when he departs the show. Two of Drew's kids are sick at home, and he spent the weekend cleaning up vomit. Adam Carolla has an anecdote from someone who couldn't keep an erection because of the condom, which makes for a point of conversation up top of the show. All in all, another classic episode. As per usual, this was recorded in 1996. Some of the medical advice may be out of date. Please consult your own physician, or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Cathwood on the current day love line, one 800 L-O-V-E-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. Mahalo and get it on. Okay. Loveline is meant for an adult audience. Loveline may contain sexually oriented content. Listener discretion advised. Now, here's Loveline with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. Hey, uh, yeah, yeah, we're here. Yeah, all right. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191, 1-800-568-3191. Fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. He's Dr. Drew. He's a board-certified physician, addiction medicine specialist, and a pedophile. Now. No, no, no. Drew. Yeah. Just got back from Minnesota. Yeah, how was that? Lovely Minnesota. I was there for the big uh, Edge Fest thing they had. 30,000 uh, screaming fans. Amazing. Got hit with a Birkenstock and some quarters out on stage. The kids love me. What did you say? Oh, they told me to stall for 10 minutes. (laughs) You know, that goes over in front of 30,000 people. I I can't even stall my own goddamn living room. So uh, much less at Woodstock. But uh, I had a good time, and I got to uh, say hi to a lot of the bands that we have had on the show over over the past months. Um, Gravity Kills and... uh, Oh, who did I love so much? Uh, Verpipe. Uh, Verpipe wasn't there, but uh, Goldfinger oh, yeah. and uh, No Doubt and everybody. So it was like a little reunion thing. So I had a good time. Nice. And uh, Drew, what'd you do this weekend? Uh, mostly cleaned up vomit. Fantastic. Yeah, my kids are sick. Two of the three are just barfing constantly. It's just terrible. I just now, can't you just keep them out back? At times. I mean, they're going to vomit. You keep <laughs> I mean, them on the corral? Do you do it like, like you know... Like, you have a cat, yeah. right? And yeah. then when your cat gets a fur ball, you pick it up and throw you it got outside. about 15 seconds to get... It's well, like, kids, it's like take, a MacGyver you, episode. The cat is going to explode. You hear the cat go... <laughs> and you pick the thing up and just start running. And it's it's even while you're carrying it. Same but, thing with the kids. If you head for the toilet or the sink. Oh, or you run for a towel or something. But it, it, my poor kid. I, I spent my weekend with the family. It's Memorial Day. Happy Memorial Day, everybody. Yeah. Tomorrow is anyway. 
And what? I had a little problem over the weekend. I didn't have a problem, but somebody came up to me. Yeah. I promised the guy I wouldn't say his name, but he's on the station over there, the uh, edge yeah. in Minneapolis. Yeah. And he said uh, he had a little difficulty. He lost his erection because he was struggling putting on the condom. Right. And during that, that time. And what happens is, is the clock is running during that period. Precious blood is going from the penis to the brain. Right. Because right in the middle of this real uh, visceral act, right. you're getting it on, you're rubbing, you're grabbing, your brain's going a mile, 100 miles an hour, your, your, your penis is pressed up on the side of the jeans and everything, and all of a sudden you have to stop and put the condom on. That's right. And oftentimes it's dark. Oftentimes you're drunk. If you're like me, you have uh, sweat driven down your forehead that's blinded you. You got a picture of uh, Haver and it's Ernest in front of you, probably. Uh, right. You, you don't want to look at the Ernest yeah. picture too right. long. And the point is. is but you it, get, more importantly, you get anxious. You get anxious. If that starts to happen, you get anxious, you're done. Time to think yeah. is basically what screws yeah. you. And I thought, you know, they teach people about condoms a lot, but they don't really. I, I mean, I was thinking, teenage guys, if you're listening. You should be going through some dry runs. You should be in your bathroom or in your bedroom with nobody else around, maybe uh, maybe just a stopwatch, and you, you should be going for time. You should be seeing, you know, like in the military when they, you know, they tell you to break down the rifle and clean it and assemble it again, and the, the master sergeant is there with the stopwatch. I mean, people should be doing this, at least guys should, because then when the moment of truth is upon you, you want to be ready. You want to be like that Marine. I hate to say it, but I have to agree with you because really everybody should be able to put it on with one hand in the dark just to make sure they do it so they don't fumble and feel uncomfortable and they're really prepared. It's like practicing for anything else. I, I, I don't really agree with you, but I no, you concept do. No, I agree you know with you. what I'm saying. I know what you're saying. And I'm suggesting. It's, it's ludicrous, but I have to somehow agree. Uh, but with it you. makes a certain retarded yes, sense, re- doesn't re- it? Very retarded. Nobody sense. ever practices putting one on. That's right. They, you see it in the health class. They roll it over the cucumber. You yeah. get the idea. But I mean, you could spend ten minutes just putting it on the wrong way. That's right. I don't. I even forget to take the wrapper off sometimes if I'm really heated up. Let me say this. I have an invention, Drew. Oh, okay. The condom speed loader. Condom applicators. Yeah. Absolutely. You could uh, incorporate it into the nightstand somehow, where you just sort of dipped and pulled back and pop. <laughs> it was on. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, like when they, when they reload uh, ammunition casings or something. All right, Drew, you ready to go? Thank you. You pulled the handle? I'm ready. All right. Rip 21. Hey, what's up, man? They. I like to say, like everybody does, but I'm saying it sincerely. You guys got a great show. Thank you. And both you guys are excellent. And when they pick. Drew, whatever. Um, I I need both your opinions on this. Okay, um, come from a very alcoholic family, German, Irish, and Scottish. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was at my cousin's bar Friday, and I stopped drinking for a while, but I was having a good time that night. I had a couple beers, and well, well, I almost got into a fight. And guess who with it was? Well, Green Beret from Mm. Nam, and I didn't know that. That's lovely. But anyways, I got a problem with the girl. I I haven't been active at all, sexually or relationship-wise, pretty much with anybody for two years. I'm kind of a loner. Everybody knows me in Lake County. I've gone to four different high schools. I've been all over the county because of my family and all the problems I have. But whatever. Um, so been, they're all they're all are they all still alcoholics? Uh, my father is, my uncle is, and my all right. So let's uh, get loaded and round up some Jews. That's, That's a, like basically a the family activity. What's that? 
that's the activity you guys do on the weekend? No, just me now, basically. I don't hang out with my dad anymore. Last time I tried to live with him, he hit, tried to hit me with a two-by-four. So. Wow. I'm so sorry. I've been through pretty much everything, and girls I've been trying to stay with because I'm trying to get my life back together. I'm 21 right now, right. labor, carpenter, electrician. You know where I'm coming from, Adam. Oh, I've been there. Yeah, and we talk about just about everything, and it kind of gets us by, you know? Yeah. Um. But um, I'm right now not working, and uh, I got some money. I got a little bit saved. All right. Well, uh, enough about the uh, history of RIP. Okay. Do you have a question? Well, wait a minute. Let me let me ask Drew something real quick, Rip. Hang on a second. Drew, you, you see a lot of patients, a lot of different nationalities and whatnot. Right. And you know that there's certain problems that go with certain cultures and certain nationalities. Mm-hmm. Now... A lot of people don't know this. Oh, yes. I mean, people think it's a joke. Ah, the guy's a mick. He's a lush, you know, what have you. Here's but, the, you're going to like this. This is really interesting. Tell this, because okay. I love this stuff. Have I, have I told you this before? Uh, have, you have told I... me off the air, but I wasn't listening. And that is that uh, there are really ethnic, regional, take a disease like alcoholism and other behavioral disorders, in fact, but alcoholism is the one that I know the most about. And there are clearly ethnic, regional potentials or probabilities that somebody is going to be likely to get this disease. If you're Scottish, if you're Irish, if you're Northern European, the reason I believe this is, is that that alcoholics are better survivors, that they withstand natural selection better. If you look at populations of humans that have been wiped out repeatedly by war and famine, Scottish, how many times the English wiped them out, the Irish, same thing, the people that are left standing at the end of the battles are always the alcoholics. And you go go watch the movie Braveheart. It's a, it's a perfect example of this. They're all alcoholics, but they aren't they aren't using alcoholics when they're fighting battles. They they don't you know they may not ever use alcohol even in their life, but they give birth to other alcoholics, and they're the only ones left breeding because everybody else gets wiped out. All right, let, so it's sort of like I don't know if this is a good example or not, but guy gets in a car crash. The uh, the guys are loaded. I mean, the guys got a uh, no, no. I, I mean, three zero. No, 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 no. I mean, they are literally better survivors. They tend to be. They tend to pursue thrill, and so like in a battle and whatnot, they don't tend to turn and run. They tend to go towards the action. Wait, I know, but they, wouldn't that get them killed faster? No, it, it doesn't. Tends not to. They they tend to have li- very limited fear too. As I all right, alcohol. so this doesn't sound like such a bad deal. This alcoholism. N- n- if if people accept it as our society looks at it as some kind of a, a purely negative thing or some kind of weakness of willpower, which it isn't. It's just this biological predisposition that people need to deal with in a systematic way and get treatment for Okay, it. so Drew says boozing is good. Rip? Can I make that's one not what I said. What oh, that's said. what I heard. Can Rip, I make what? one comment on what he said? Yeah, go ahead. He is totally correct, but there's one other factor. We all have so much anger in us because what we went through from our alcoholic family. You know that's, a mean? Diff- that's a different issue. That determines, to my estimation, yeah. how intense your alcoholism becomes oh, and, and when it comes on. 100% uh, Germans, one died at 56, one died yeah, at 56. Yeah, but, but you've got, so you had intense alcoholism. It, it was not, yeah. you know, some people can live their whole life just with a predisposition for true, this disease. True. All right, Rip, I have your whole tree figured out. I've planted it. Cool, cool. I'm going to pee right. on it in a minute. I'm going to pee on the family tree like a dog. Go ahead. What's your okay. question? Unfortunately, I met a girl, and I didn't mean to. It just happened, which is a good thing, right? All right. When you're not looking, you get it. Um, okay, I met this girl in a bar. That's the first problem I have. Second problem is that I would have totally fell in love with her if I got to talk to her more. Third, um, she collapsed my walls of safety against, like, people. And I'm at the point in my life right now where I just got to deal with myself. All right. Are you having a relationship with her? No. 
I just met her, man, Friday. But but you feel vulnerable and emotionally yeah, open around her. I, I actually talked to my mom, and I hate my mom about I <laughs> talked to my mom about this, dude. I mean, you just chatted her up at the bar. No, no, it was more than that. She was holding stuff for me. She was, you know, she's like... <laughs> She's complimenting. Wait a minute, holding a coaster or your penis? No, no, no. What's she holding? My checkbook and my necklaces, and because I'm. That's good. Why don't you give her a few fillings too while you're at it, Rip? I did, I did, I did. Um. Okay, Rip. I, I, I think it's fine that you're being emotionally open with this person. I think, though, given your history, uh, once somebody gets in with you on any kind of an intimate level, it's gonna, occur, it's gonna be very difficult for you to sustain. Tread lightly. Make sure it's somebody with whom you can have a stable relationship and go slow. Megan, 14, you're on Loveline. Um, hi. Hey. Um, I take birth control, and my mom says it's a low dose, mm-hmm. but I was wondering if I can still get pregnant because I don't know like what a low no, dose is. No, no, no. Low dose is usually referring to the estrogen content in the pill. Because I took a pre- uh, pregnancy test and it turned out positive, but then I took two more and they were negative. Okay. Were you so, taking the pill properly? Um. Yeah, I was taking, I think, I was taking like one a night. You took it the same time every night? Yeah. And you weren't taking any other medications? No, no other medications. Then you shouldn't be pregnant. It'd be very unusual. Megan. Uh-huh? You're kind of young to be on birth control, aren't you? Well, it like regulates my periods, but still my periods are, they only last a day. Yeah, but, but you're using it for more than just period regulation. Mm, yeah, right? I am. Right, which is, which is good if you're going to be sexually active. Uh-huh. But I think what Adam is saying aren't, is, you know, you feel comfortable being for sexually active at 14? Yeah, I guess I do. That wouldn't be a bad slogan for the birth control people. It's not just for period regulation anymore. <laughs> Megan, mm-hmm. how, how were you, 13 when you first had sex? No, I was 14. Okay. Yeah. So you, you waited until you were a little more seasoned. Yeah. Uh-huh. Are you, are you still doing that now? Um, yeah, I am. Okay. You got a boyfriend? Yeah, I do. All right. Everything cool? Yeah. Can you hold on, like, really quick? Nope. Okay. See ya. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Ryan, 16, you're on Loveline. Yeah, I got a little problem. <clears throat> um, I'm addicted to masturbation, and I don't know what to do about it. All right, well, let me be the judge of that. All right. When I come in the morning, I'm waking up, 6.30, getting ready for school. After I brush the teeth, just sit down and just do it. All right. All right hold on. Let me, let, me get your, uh, let me get your whacking schedule down, Ryan. Okay. I'll put it next to mine. Right. Okay, 6.30, you squeeze one off. Yeah. Okay, then I go to school. All right. I get back about 2.30. 2.30? Yeah, about 2.45. I do it. All right, so, all right, so, oh, wait a minute, I wrote 2.30, I'm sorry. Yeah, 2.45, you do another one. Yeah. So we're only at 2. Yeah. You're well into the afternoon. Well, no, no, because I'm up until about 12 o'clock every night. All right, well, let's continue. Okay. 2.45, yes. And then maybe... Five. five, yeah, around five o'clock. Oh, five o'clock, all right. And then um, again around nine. Right. And then maybe another one about eleven. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing it about five times a day, and I I don't know what's wrong with me. One, two, three. Four. And I'm running out of porn mags here too. <laughs> Ryan. Yeah. Let me give you a piece of uh, advice. Yeah. Don't give away any of those porn mags. It's already too late. Oh. I just kept one for myself. Oh. Ryan, you will miss them like uh, that kid missed Old Yeller. Oh, really? Oh, believe me. Uh, I swear to God, it's the weirdest thing in the world. Drew, don't even try to identify. But you look at these magazines and you build... Ryan, this is your first girlfriend, this this magazine. Yeah, I know. Right? I mean, this is like... When I look back on some of my high school sweethearts, Uh they're underneath my bathroom sink. Yeah. 
and you you build a relationship with these things. Yeah. For Christ's sake, I mean, I, I actually took a few with me into the theater, dancing once, ripped a page. Uh-huh. And the thing is, though, but I'm doing it like my friend's house is. All right, well, hold on, Ryan. We'll get to that. Okay. I'm just warning you and anyone else listening, do not give these things away because you get burnt out on them. And you go, huh, fat. I never want to see it again. And you give it away. And then about six months later, you would kill for that, like a, uh, like a oh, Joe DiMaggio baseball card or something. But the thing is, is I, I dish them out, and I just go and pick up new ones. So I'm just going through a cycle. Yeah, but one day you're going you're gonna to reflect. Uh-huh. You're going to sit down and cry. Uh-huh. You understand? But how I you, moved up to movies, too. How, okay, how good long have you been doing this? I got lots of movies now. How long have you been doing this for, Ryan? Um, uh, two years. Wow. Two years. So at five, you're, you're five times a day for two years. Yeah, sounds, about five Sounds times. like you're... Like, I started off like one time. Sounds like you're escaping something to me. Uh, some, I don't know. What would you be escaping? Uh, I have no idea. That's the thing. Things are fine in your life otherwise? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Not, no boredom, no, no nothing, no void you're no. Feel, filling with this. No. You, you do, do your homework. You're active in school. You socialize yeah, well. I get good grades. You and got everything. a really close relationship with both your parents. Yeah. Well, Drew, there's people that never masturbate that don't have all the crap you were just talking I, about. Just, just go seeing how he perceives that. Ryan. Yeah. yeah. So you peel them off at your friend's house too? Yeah. Oh, that's respect. Everywhere. That's <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. You just mark your little territory, yeah, don't like you? In the corner of rooms. All right, Ryan. Well, here's what I would say to anybody who feels they have a problem with anything. Obviously, going cold jerky is not a is not an option for you. Uh huh. But what you do is you cut back a little. Yeah, I've been trying that. And you go. Let's say you're doing five now. Yeah. You go go back to like three and a half. Okay. How do I do half? <laughs> oh, it's right, that, right that's that's the go, magic. Okay, I'm going to quit now. No, there's no halves. That's oh. it. There's only the have-nots. Okay. All right, Ryan. Ryan, please go and, for three and call us back and in a few weeks. And keep in mind that, that this kind of acting up is typically a response to some undealt with aggression or improperly dealt with aggression. Well, maybe he's mad at his penis. And he wants to uh, beat it? He better go cold jerky. <laughs> Dre, 24. How you doing? Good. No, I'm not doing so good. All right. We're going to fix you. Man, please. All right. I've been uh, I've been torn up by my old lady, man. She she she's sleeping with another man. Mm. She she took my kid away from me and. Oh. Uh, um, are you married to her? No, we were we were getting close. Hey, just because they have a few kids doesn't mean they need I to get just, married. I just can't get well, that through my head. Right, that the rather, kids come first. You'd, just... rather ha- you'd rather have a rusty sprinkler key put up your bottom, wouldn't you, than than have her sleep with another guy? Yes, sir. Oh, that's a that's a certain kind of pain. The reason I figured this out was like about a month ago. You know, we used to do some nasty things, you know, and I started getting a stinchy smell. Oh, get I, lost! Really? No, come on! Really? And and I started wondering, and I kept asking her and asking her, what's up, what's up? Nothing, you know. I said, are you sleeping with someone in front of my son? And she says, that's disgusting. And to me, that was a giveaway. You know, every time I tried to call, she she would just, the phone was busy, 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 and... You know, well, if if there was a smell, uh, that means that there was an infection. So you got to get yourself. I'm telling you. I understand, but you got to get yourself checked out if that's I'm, the case. I'm, I don't feel good, man. Oh, uh, Ray. I, I got thrown in jail and a restraining order put on me, uh. and I, I can't see my kid, and she knows. 
She knows the truth, and she just did this all just to make me get out so she can get someone else in, man. Uh, I'm having a flashback. (laughs) Dre, listen, here's the important thing. Okay. Here, here's my advice to you and anyone else who's going through this. We're not going to be able to do anything about the pain. We're not going to be able to talk you out of it. We're not really going to be able to do anything about the weird feelings that come with this nope. and the impulses nope. that come with this. But nope. all, all we can do, just listen, Dre. Yes, sir. Is we got to keep you out of trouble until the storm passes. I'm telling you. You got to batten down the hatches. You got to take all the valuables and breakables and put them in a sack and put them in the cellar because the storm, you're in the middle of the storm. And the important thing for you to do is to weather this without getting thrown in jail. Yes, sir. Without uh, losing all custody or rights to the child, without hurting her or hurting yourself or hurting this uh, third-party guy with the stinky penis. Ooh. All right, sorry. Sorry, I had, to, I had to work it in. Ooh. It, you know, it's an entertainment show, Dre. I understand. All right, that's what the important thing is, because you're going to find yourself another woman, and everything's going to change, and everything's going to be good in a few months. It absolutely will, because it always is. Yep. But you got to get through this period, and you can't get through it by getting loaded and going over to her house and 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 busting the restraining order, or busting her window, or busting her jaw. Won't do it, man. Just relax now. It's not a bad time to sort of like find yourself a little bit. I know that sounds corny, but I mean, do a little reflecting, Dre, or yeah. or just rent some porn. But <laughs> don't get into trouble. I won't. It, I it, mean... It'll all be by Christmas. This will all be a memory. So That's just her birthday. What's that? It's her birthday. All right. Well, maybe it'll come back up for a little bit then, but uh, you'll put a little coal in their stocking, and that'll be that. All right, well, Dre. I'm going to ask you. I'm going to tell you something. I'm happy for her. Good. If this is what she wants. She can have it. Good. Well, right, we'll keep she's got it. But uh, just don't do anything stupid in the interim. That's where guys get. That's really the, the difference between uh, criminals and law-abiding citizens is the criminals get in jail because... During they do stupid things when they're all heated up, hmm. and everyone wants to do it. It's just you can't act on it. You're going to hurt somebody, and you're going to screw your life up, right, Drew? Correct. Right? Yeah. I'm starting to itch. I'll be right back. Doctor Drew will say something brilliant, but no one will hear him because Adam will be making funny noises. Dr. Drew? Yeah, Mike. TrueCar.com is the new way to buy a car. It is changing car buying forever. Simple, fair, and it's a fun way to buy a car, that TrueCar.com. And you save time and money, and you never overpay. Buying a car is a not-so-fun experience for most people, what and it doesn't happen. What are you talking about? I love talking to those salesmen with the big, wide ties. Come oh, on now. come on. Drew, now you're just being crazy. No. The TrueCar.com, they help you get rid of the fear that you might overpay. Here's how it works. TrueCar.com analyzes what people are paying for their cars in your market, shares it with consumers so they never overpay. The average savings is $3,046 off MSRP. That's, that's insane. Over yeah. a million cars have been sold. By our True Car Certified Dealer Network, over 40,000 cars were sold by True Car Certified Dealers just last month. Over 7,000 dealers in the Certified Dealer Network. One in five dealers is a True Car Certified Dealer. And those certified dealers go through a certification process, and you work directly with a True Car representative that will honor the savings that you lock in. So here's the three-step process. Three-step. Guaranteed. 
savings. First, go to TrueCar.com, find out what others paid for the same vehicle in your market and around the country. Second, register at TrueCar.com to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings certificate. And third is simple. Print out your certificate, take it to the TrueCar certified dealer for better, hassle-free buying experience. TrueCar has the most comprehensive new car pricing information available and a certified network of dealers that offers a hassle-free car buying experience and negotiation-free guaranteed savings. TrueCar.com. Boom. Hi, this is Heidi Fleiss, and you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Two names that wish they could be found in the little black book. Mm-hmm. Is she in the clink yet, Drew? I don't know. I'm not keeping track of the Heidi Fleiss story right now. I'm not going to say anything about her. Because <laughs> that always seems to lead uh, to trouble with the... Uh, L.A. Vice Squad. Yes, the authorities, so no more of that. Uh, this week, Slayer, we have uh, also uh, Dr. Mancini from uh, Melrose Place will be in here. Thomas Calabra, I think is his last name. Imperial Drag will be here, so uh, we have a big week. But tonight, it's just me and the good doctor. 1-800-LOVE-191 is the phone number. 310-854-4455. That, check, the, check the faxes. That'd be the fax number. <laughs> Talking to the other room. Oh, okay. Why don't you do it during the commercial? All right. Gary, 17, you're on the love line. Hey, what's up? Hey. Hey, I, uh, you guys are on my black book. I just want to let you all know. Thank you. Uh, um, I got a big problem. We're listening. You're listening? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Listen, let me let me just say this. Uh, let me put this out there to all the listeners. Do not expect Dr. Drew and I to react every time you say one of those, here's what, type of statements. We get we sit here all night, all week, and listen to a bunch of screwed up people calls. We could care less. Right, oh, Drew? That's not true. Ah, oh, come on, Drew. You're you don't sh- care. You're a jerk. You're here for the money. No. Did you just say the S word? <laughs> No, I said you're a jerk. And you said half a s before that jerk came in. But the point is, is we've heard, we hear a lot of calls, probably bigger problems than what you have, Gary. So do not expect us to go. Huh? Oh, what? Hold on. Yeah. No, it's not because not care. It's because you're calling because you have a problem. And oh, okay. no, need, no need to state the obvious. Right, I thought I thought that you didn't care, Gary. Yes. Go ahead. All right. Well, um, my parents just got recently divorced, and my dad remarried real quickly. He married a 27 year old. And uh, he's 40, and that was strange at first, but they've been married about a month now. And about two weeks ago, she started, like, she starts coming on to me, and it's like, really? What was she doing exactly? Well, the first time I was outside at my in my backyard at my pool, and she came outside, and my dad wasn't home. And she, she was in, like, a bikini, and she came over, and she was just, like, came down and sat next to me and asked for a back rub and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm. I yeah, huh? Yeah, that's something inappropriate. inappropriate. The back rubs. Yeah, that's. No, but no, I said no. But then she got in front of me and took off her the top of her um, swimsuit and was like, "Wow!" I was like, "Oh boy!" I was like, "Uh." <laughs> Gary, how how tough for you? I mean, it's so so inappropriate of her to put you in that position. I mean, she is your parent. She may not. Well, she she's the stepmom. Hey hey, Gary, she is the stepmom. She well, is the stepmom. She was the Avon lady hey, a month look, ago. She's she's not a parent. Well, she's not behaving like one. That's for sure. But that's that's the what that's what role she is in in right, the family. Let me she, try you, to you get have, a picture I, here, Drew. Hold on. What does she look like, oh, Gary? God. Well, please, it's important. All right. Slow yeah. down. Go ahead. About five eight, 
brown hair, long brown hair, uh, real nice body. Mm-hmm. But she's my stepmom. Right. Now, I'm not saying you should do anything, but I want to know, you know, you're 17, you're going insane, right? Yeah. Sexually? Yeah. I mean, you're pretty hard up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the dog has to walk backwards in front of you, right? Yeah, I know. Like right into the little doghouse. They used to back into the doghouse. <laughs> I know how you are at 17. And that's, you know, just seeing some breasts at 17 is enough. And, and yet Gary is healthy enough to understand that, that those kinds of impulses do not overwhelm him. And he sees this as ridiculous and inappropriate and scary. I'm sure it was frightening to you and confusing. And thank God you didn't well, do anything. Well, maybe he did. Let's let's hear. Well, because I also have a girlfriend and she. All right. Gary sounds like a good guy. Gary, did you do anything? Huh? All right, she, she took the top off. Yeah, and I was like, straight up, I asked her, I was like, what are you doing? And she was like, she didn't say anything. It was just weird, awkward. It's like yeah. right, a yeah. flash. Okay, then did she basically just put the top back on and go in the house? Yeah. Okay, and you haven't said anything to your dad? No. Well, also, this wasn't the only thing that happened, right? Well, I mean, she just... She'll come by and like feel on my butt. And yeah, stuff. Gary. Gary, you have two choices. You can never be around this woman alone, or you can tell your dad. I think those are your only two choices. Well, there's a third choice, but well, you call the police. No, there's not a third choice. What is the, what is the third choice? Well, he, what is yeah. the stay? Say it. I want to hear you say. He it. could have. He sex could with not that. do that. That is not. A I'm choice. not saying it's the, the third right choice. The third it's choice. The third choice. Though. Third choice. He could. He could contact the police because she's actually contributing to the delinquency of a minor. Oh, look, it takes him an hour to get out to the house when there's a prowler in the yard. It, it take him four days to show up at Gary's house. Well, if I tell my dad, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I know that's probably a good thing to do. I don't know how he's going to react. Uh, uh, that's bad. No, I, I think the 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 first thing for you to do, you can think long and hard about whether or not you want to tell your dad. But the first thing to do is never be around her alone. Uh-huh. You got that? Because yeah. she, this woman, I'm sorry, but she's she's crazy, and she there's no telling what kind of risk she'll take or what's going on. She has no boundaries. She, uh, you know, this is somebody that's capable of a lot of things, and this is just the beginning, I suspect. Your dad will find out soon enough. You don't have to run out and tell him immediately. You've got time to think about it. But in the meantime, never be alone with her. Oh, yeah. She's definitely going to move on to the pool man. I mean, once once, uh, Gary snubs her. But what I would suggest Gary do is Gary talk to her and say, look, you know what's going on. I know what's going on. And it better end right here because if Dad finds out what's going on, what? No. No, because because if she's crazy enough to do all this stuff, she'll either either threaten him in some way to try to manipulate. She'll manipulate him in some way if he he continues to have contact with her. She will. He needs to end contact, not be around he her. He lives Seriously. in a house but with her. Avoid her. I'm telling you something. Avoid her. There's then tell the your dad. kitchen. Then tell your dad. Here she comes down the hall. What's then tell the to... dad. Then she's got to tell the dad. That's it. He's got to tell. I'm, I'm not saying Bro, avoid you her. You can't tell people to avoid people who live in the same house. It's but like you telling can... two hamsters to avoid each other in a habit trail. But he, well, he, A, he can avoid her. B, he can certainly not be alone with her much. All right. All right. I think he should threaten her. Blackmail. Absolutely. She'll win. Always works. Uh, with... she, he's 17. Yeah, but he's got the mind of a almost an eighteen year old. Lee, thirty one. How are you? Good. Well, my question's not as trivial as his. Anyway, as trivial as his. Well, you know, I felt kind of awkward. No, I have was married for like seven years. I have a couple of kids, and I'm having difficulty getting back into the swing of things. You know, dating, sex, and all that stuff because the only person I ever slept with was my husband. Really? Yeah. That's kind of refreshing. I would definitely bring that up. 
Well, well, another twist to the thing is I care for my brother who has AIDS. Oh, my goodness. All right, don't so, bring that up. Okay. All right, so you bring... All right, let, let's just backtrack here for a second. You bring up the fact that you've only been with one man. Right. You don't bring up the brother thing. Well, and, yeah. And you may want to enhance the only been with one man thing uh, is that it uh, had almost no penis. Well, well, I have all these desires and that my friends want to set me up with all these people. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm kind of particular. You know what I mean? I don't give it away to anybody. Even though I have these desires, I'm just not going to. That's fine. What's wrong with that? Well, it just feels kind of weird, you know, because I, you know, it's kind of hard to get back out in the dating thing. And Why don't you date with no intent, just date to get out and socialize and interact with people? True. I mean, don't be so worried about having sex or having a relationship. Just well, get out and start. The hormones are overwhelming. Uh, oh, but, oh, she's going through that change. <laughs> she's going through what we were going through when we were 17. Right. Except we had to go through it with a voice cracking and uh, acne on our on our forehead and funky Brillo hair and uh, what a yeah. cruel joke God plays on when us. When you say we, or we, us. we, I mean you, me, and humanity. Everyone who wears pants and, and had, had nappy hair and, and well, all right, Lee. Yeah. How long has it been since you've been with a man? Um, almost two years. Oh, my groin hurt when I heard that. Do you pleasure, well, be, Lee? Just, Lee, do you pleasure yourself? I've tried, but I have two kids, and it's kind of difficult. Well, it's not. They'll, they'll wake up and get in bed with me, so. Uh, Lee. Yeah. But you, there's always time to pleasure yourself. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, you gotta, I was raised Catholic too, so. Okay, we, but it's time to drop the. It's time to drop the crucifix and pick up the vibrator. Okay. <laughs> you understand? You're an, I understand. You're you're getting older. You're getting into your prime. You're gonna start going batty. Yeah, that's true. And it sounds like you're pretty picky. I am very picky. Which is fine. Which is fine, but I'm just saying in the interim, you, you better you better come up with a contingency plan, and that would be pleasuring yourself. This is true. Okay, now that I've talked you into masturbation, <laughs> yeah, go out and date, and you know, you don't have to have any intent behind it. Not all dates need to end up in sex. Well, yeah, I know that. Believe me, I know that, too. All right, Lee. Okay. Well, just get to, a, just get out there. Okay, and I want to thank you because you came up to our area recently for a benefit concert, and I want to thank you for doing that. Well, where was it? San Luis Obispo. San Luis, beautiful town. Yes. You never find a man there, though. All right. I was all the man that town ever knew yeah, when I yeah, left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the men left when I pulled out of San Luis. Oh, they hate that. Matt, twenty, you're on Love Line. Yeah, what's happening? Hey. Hey, you guys are the greatest. Thank you. <laughs> okay, I got everybody down here in Fresno to listen to you guys. So I just wanted you to know that. Oh, uh, good. But uh, I want to know about nitrous. Is it like, you know, what can it do to you? Well, a lot of things. Uh, <laughs> uh, we just had a couple of kids blow up on the freeway here in, in the Southern California with that, that compound in their car. What? Uh, yeah. What are you talking about? Didn't you hear about that? Where, when was this? A car accident. It was last weekend. Maybe it was over the weekend while you were gone. Uh, but... That's you know that, that's sort of a mechanical issue. It's more of the medical problem. Well, wait a minute. What's the story? I, I really don't know it. I just know that they were, they, it was an explosion in the car and nitrous was involved. Well, they probably had a nitrous oxide tank on their car. No, 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 was... no, no. It was, it was abuse. They're getting high. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But there are the obvious risk of, of using the drug. People, again, sort of the kind of accidents associated with this drug that are been commonly reported. People doing it when they're swimming and drowning. People doing it in a closed automobile and. Losing all the oxygen, slipping in, the car and dying. in a puddle of your own saliva well, because your mouth is hung yeah, and open. Guess what? And that's the other thing. You're, you're getting, you're, you're receiving anesthesia in a rave or in a party administered by your friends, 
And from for me, you could keep me on a cardiac monitor and have somebody trained to administer the anesthesia because anesthesia has risks. Well, you sure, have, you can afford it, but Matt can't go hey, to a doctor cut to it get out, high. Cut it out. You can have cardiac events. You can have rhythm problems. Uh, you know, you, God knows you can fall down. You can have respiratory problems. There are more dreaded complications. For people who use a lot of nitrous, you can get a psychotic. You start seeing things and believing things are happening that are not. And you can get what's called a neuro- ascending neuropathy where you begin losing your motor function in your feet and it moves all the way up your body to your neck. So it's like having you know, a neck broken and you end up in a breathing machine. Matt? Yeah. You want to end up in an iron lung? <laughs> no. Let me explain something, Matt, without, uh, at the risk of being insulting. Uh-huh. You already have a strike against you because your name is Matt. Oh, that's messed up, Adam. Uh, no, it's true. Guys named Matt are, you know, they're they're Matt. Hey, it's Matt. It's never uh, Emperor Matt or Chancellor Matt. It's that's not true. President Matt. Uh-huh. It's not CEO Matt. It's Matt. <laughs> you see? You following me, Matt? Yeah. You don't need to be screwing with the brain. <laughs> now, if your name was uh, Gerald, I'd say go out and try a little nitrous. Uh-huh. But Matt or Mike or Rick or Tom, you guys stay away from that stuff. <laughs> Mike, the engineer, is looking at me. But you know I'm right. Come on, I work with these guys. I'll throw Steve in there, too, although that can go either way. Basically all one-syllable syllable names. One-syllable yeah, names? Yeah. Stay off the hard stuff. But You're already starting like, with a disability. But, but if it's like one-nut Mike, then, you know. One-nut Mike's fine. You could probably do it, then. Yeah, he's a genius over there. You're throwing some doubt into the two-syllable names. His real name may be Matthew. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. It's whatever anyone calls you. I and see. parents who name their kids Matthew, rest assured, they're going to turn into Matt one day. I have a friend who named his son Michael. And I realize the, the guy's Mike. He'll now be Mike. A, bu- a beautiful name, though. I enjoy it. What's the music about? What? Oh, the music? The Why are razors so damn expensive? Well, perhaps it's those billion-dollar shave companies that overload the razors with ridiculous tech you don't even need. Do you really need a razor with a vibrating handle, back scratcher, laser pointer? I know I do not. Now, that's why I switched to DollarShaveClub.com. DollarShaveClub.com sends quality razors and other cool bathroom stuff right to your door for just a couple of bucks a month. It couldn't be any easier. DollarShaveClub.com does not waste their money on ridiculous tech gimmicks. That's one of the ways they can charge a fraction of what big shave companies charge. And you know what? If you try it, you may even think that DollarShaveClub.com blades are actually better. Signing up is easy as well. Go to DollarShaveClub.com, pick a razor plan. They have three to choose from. Then every month, just like clockwork, you will get a package in the mail with Dollar Shave Club blades. They've got other great stuff as well. Dr. Carver's Easy Shave Butter, One Wipe Charlie's, the peppermint-infused butt wipes for men, Thanks to DollarShaveClub.com, you will never forget to buy blades, and you will never get nicked up from squeezing one too many shaves out of that last lousy blade. So join me and everyone at Classic Love Line and the hundreds of thousands of guys who upgraded to the smarter way to shave. Shave time, shave money. Join DollarShaveClub.com slash Drew. Join at DollarShaveClub.com slash Drew. That is DollarShaveClub.com forward slash Drew, D-R-E-W. Here is the phone number, 1-800-L-O-V-E-191, 1-800-568-3191, fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. He is Dr. Drew. 
He's the one with the triplets that vomit. Are they nude while they vomit, by uh, the way? You'd rather they were if they're not. You got, Paulina got stuff all over two sets of clothing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was lovely. I feel... You have no idea what it's like to have sick kids. That drives, it makes you absolutely... Paulina... Yeah, I've had naked no, girls running no, around my apartment vomiting before. It makes you nuts. I mean, it's just terrible. Uh, Drew? Yeah. Did you have a chance to uh, check into that killer sperm video that I, I yelled at you? I found it, and I'm going to bring it to you. I was I wanted to watch it myself. <laughs> my, look, you found my, it. Hey, look. You found it. We gave it to you three days ago. What'd you Adam, go down to Adam, some Adam, vault? In my in my house, the kids command the, the television and the video machine. It's just hell to try to, to wrestle it away from them, believe me. You should have never brought it home. We could have yeah, watched yeah, it right yeah, here. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Because I, I don't want to drop the ball on this. Right, I want right, to know about it. the killer sperm. I know where it is. I'll bring it in. No problem. I'll set it out tonight. What do you do? Put it in front of the door? I put up my car keys. Or I put it in my car. Oh, you're crafty. See, I just wedge it in my ass if I want to bring something with me. Nick, 14, you're on Loveline. Yeah, I have a question for Dr. Drew. Yes, Nick. But first I'd like to say, you guys rock. And Mike, you do a great job. Thanks, Nick. Boy, it's it's all kudos are they, are they, are tonight. Are they coaching in the room or something? Yeah, I think they must be giving away T-shirts or something, the phone screeners. Did the screeners tell you to say that? Oh, no. Actually, I, uh, this is my third time calling in. Wow. All right, Nick, what do you need? Okay, uh, can I say something before I ask you the question? Mm. Yes. Okay, you know the weenie roast? Yes. Well, anyway, on Y107, I flipped the, sta- I flipped the station on accident. They're giving away weenie roast tickets. Really? They suck so hard they want to give away Kerox stuff. <laughs> All right, so for everyone else listening uh, who doesn't know what we're talking about, the weenie roast is the uh, local mother station here, big uh, summer concert thing that, uh, well, that I was at the equivalent of in uh, Minneapolis last weekend. So anyway, go ahead, Nick. Yeah, okay, anyway, um, some of my friends and I are sitting in class, and just like, I would like, I'll be sitting next to Jason or something, and then we're... Like, we'll have to get up or something. We have you know Jason, don't you, Adam? Yeah, all I right. call him Jay, but go ahead. Okay, anyway. Yeah, I'm just sitting there, and I, all of a sudden I get a Woody, right? Mm-hmm. And well, what if I'm called to get up? I have to make up a lame excuse. Oh, no, I have to get something out of my book bag. And I'll t- I have to take a while for it to go down. You know, I wonder I wonder if, say, 8th, 7th, 8th, ninth grade teachers are, are actually factor that in. Are they sensitive to that? You know, I, I mean, they should be, really, honestly. Yeah, I, I know. No, I, I mean, if, if a guy goes, yeah, I can't get they should just go, okay, all right, okay. Are you I, saying, uh, like, like, hold on, Nick, you mean like in shop class when they have those uh, dorky little illustrations about, like, uh, some guy getting his head caught in a bench vice or something, they should also have a little safety one, like, uh, no wood is good or something, or some poor no, kid, but... no pair of sweatpants with an erection riding on the chalkboard? I do. I have the same teacher for math and science, and with her I can joke around something, and sometimes I'll make a joke is if when I don't, so I can cover up when I do, oh, I got a woody can't stand up or something. Right. No, yeah, I, I but, mean, I mean, but is there anything I can take or anything I can No, no, no. It's, it's normal, natural. Uh, everybody know, gets to deal with that's, that. That's really embarrassing. I, I just... Salt I, Peter. No, okay. I think there's salt Peter and yeah, cigarettes, yeah. Nick. If you started smoking... Oh. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm addressing the problem Come on, here, Trill. Nick, not even, he's not even kidding about that. I mean, that, that's beyond, not even funny. But seriously, what about heroin? That cer- yeah. certainly would make you dysfunctional. Guys, guys yes, I can be like sitting next to my friend Anne or something, and then all of a sudden she'll say, hey, Nick, come here. Or and or just like all of a sudden, or Jenny will like ask me to help her with a math problem right. or something. Nick, there's many different scenarios in which your penis is a problem. We understand oh. that very clearly. All right? And this is something that happens. And it certainly does not happen when you're older. It doesn't, does it, Drew? It's a shame, isn't it? It really is, because there's something... (laughs) 
There's something wonderful and spontaneous about that. It's really one of life's simplest pleasures. And it's great. It's, it's like... Um, it's like someone delivering a, uh, a fruit basket to your home one afternoon. You had no idea. You're just sitting there, teachers droning on about the Civil War, and all of a sudden you're, there's, a little, there's like a little knock at the door. There's a little knock at the denim door. Hello? Oh, who's there? Oh, Mr. P- well, well, look who's here. Mr. Penis from out of town. Wow. Yeah, you look great. Look at you. Oh, yeah. You're all tan. You look great. Yeah, big purple hat stop stop <laughs> come on come on come on but you don't Why? get it anymore here let me tell you now <sighs> you spend your life looking at your penis going mock chanel let's go come on now come on let's go in the car <laughs> all right Drew, you ready to move on yes please you don't get that yeah although if you ride on the bus for a while you'll get it because that sort of constant <laughs> rebecca yeah 14 yeah, hello. Alright. Hi, um, I have this problem. Um, one of my boobs is a size C and one of them's an A. And I feel like really weird about it because I haven't told anybody yet. And I like want to tell my mom because I want her to help me, but I don't want her to like see my boobs or anything. Oh, you should tell your mom. I mean, it, it's normal. Yeah. It's very common for that to happen. Like how and many it, girls? Oh, most women, m- not most, uh, many, if not most, really? have at least some asymmetry. You should go to like a doctor. Ha- hang on, hang on, Rebecca. Hold on. That 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 there's there's frequently some asymmetry that persists. One side bigger than the other, or shaped differently, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But as you're developing, that can be even more pronounced. So it may just be that way for a while. It doesn't mean it's going to necessarily stay that way. Oh. Okay, but you should tell your mom. You, this is the kind of thing you should start to feel comfortable talking with your mom about. Because I told my friends. Um, Isn't that amazing? Tell your friends first. They all like. They freaked out, and they haven't, like, talked to them since. I don't want them to go around and tell everybody and no, stuff. No. Do you sleep on your side? What? Do you sleep on your side? <laughs> yeah. That could be something. <laughs> Drew, seriously now. Is that something? Yeah. You, which side? The big side. It, it's it's like God's uh, kickstand, that C-cup. <laughs> it's holding you up. Well, it hasn't been that bad, because um, there's these things called accents that I saw on TV, mm-hmm. and they're, like gelatin you can go in the water with them and stuff mm. and i don't know it's like not that bad but do you think i could get like a boob job at this if age? that's it at if it 1920 this is still the same then yeah that would not be a problem at all yeah okay okay and right. even if the other talk one to your mom talk to your mom babe. rebecca yes even if the other one balances out mm-hmm. to see yes. and you're 19 or 20 uh-huh you can still get a boob job out Oh, yeah. It, yes, yeah. Rebecca. It, it's it, it frequently balances out. Yeah, uh, absolutely. One of my uh, uh, ass cheeks was bigger than the other all the way through high school. Or hairier? <laughs> the hair was always evenly distributed. <laughs> Drew, you're always going there, aren't you? It's... Remember your Hippocratic Oath, Drew. I remember. Not to mock people and their uh, afflictions, their disabilities. This is no different than any other handicap. Hair on the ass is no different than uh, well, then leave it there. losing one's eyesight. Then leave it alone. Uh, deaf. Uh, losing a limb, perhaps. It is the same. As a matter of fact, I should get special parking. I, You know, like a little blue thing that I put up on the dashboard with, like, some guy with, like, a, you know, nappy ass and, like, a, you know, like a guy with a lawnmower or something. It's something that enables me to get the prime parking. Do you think so, Drew? Oh, sure. I'm going to make a campaign. Yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 well, I'm in the media, so yeah, I'm yeah. going to start oh, okay. this. Good. Brian, 25. Um, yes. Talk mm-hmm. to Drew about um, LSD usage. Yeah, what's up? Um, yeah, I've done that. 
mm-hmm. or I did it in the past mm-hmm. quite a few times, mm-hmm. and I have problems with them. Anxiety. Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering, or anxiety and depression, actually. Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering if there's any uh, you know, correlation between. Have you ever heard me speak about that before? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Okay, and that, in fact, is the most common thing that happens from LSD, and, and I... I worry about it like crazy for people that do even a modest amount of that drug. Any exposure to that drug before the age of 15, any large uh, hit, any you know, any exposure above, say, 20 or 30 times, we don't know how many for a given individual, is highly correlated with this kind of symptomatology okay. beginning usually like 10 years after you, you stop using. And it can be, it's very chronic and recalcitrant, and it really needs medication to get better. How, how, how long ago was the last time you used um, I haven't used it for a number of years. Yeah, and that, you, that's, that's usually the case. It's years later, and that's why people who use it are able to maintain such, such massive levels of denial about it. It's like, oh, everybody, so-and-so's using it, he's fine. Well, guess what? You know, you're using when you're 17, but when you're 30, all of a sudden this hits. Right. And it's it's recalcitrant. It's biological. And it, it's it's the other thing that it's correlated with is seeing trailers. Do you still uh-huh. see trailers after after fast moving? Yeah, see, I've had a problem with that. Yeah, and that's that. The, those are the people that typically get this. So you're you're a classic case. And you got to see a psychiatrist and get medication. Well, actually, for the... I have been already. Good, good. What kind of medication? Well, um, it's usually a lot like of medication. Yeah. Well, but you, usually Prozac isn't quite enough for this. Really? Are you getting better? Yeah, I've All right. actually oh, good. been better. Good, good. This is the second time it's happened. Well, it's highly correlated with LSD. I've seen it over and over and over again. That's well, why I beat on my chest about this all the time. But but on 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 a on a better note, on a more happy note, you can be whacked out and never do. LSD, right? right? Of course. Of yeah. Course. You could need Prozac. Of course. Okay. But I wouldn't call myself whacked out. Just... He, right. No, I He understand. has a biological problem. Not Paul. That, that's, why, that's why he's asking, is this something I did to myself because it seems so out of context for him. This thing just happened to him, right? Right. And he's just having all these symptoms, anxiety, and depression. It, it doesn't correlate right, but is, with their... Is it going to go on for Brian's whole life? It can. Oh, why do you say that, Because Drew? it can. But must... Because I spoon-feed hey, you these because things. Because the fact is it can be treated, though, and as long as he stays in treatment and is watched carefully, it can be treated quite effectively. All right, but I believe in the power of the mind, not necessarily Brian's feeble mind, or but reality. the mind in general. You, you don't want to hear reality, do you? You I just don't be- want me no, to... No, believe... absolutely not. Yeah, right. I believe that if you say, if I say, Drew, but this stuff goes away with a little warm water after about a day, and you went, oh, absolutely, Brian would be cured. It's not... It's, I wish it were that way. I'd say stuff like that all day long in my practice. Brian? Yeah. Good luck. Hey. Drew, what about this concept I just came up with? We flush people like a radiator. You know what I mean? We Hasn't technology got, gotten far enough along to do this? Aren't you people working on anything over there in the lab? No flush. <laughs> Where you just hook somebody up to something, I mean, everything comes out. I'm talking about, you know, Cheetos from 1969. I'm talking about, the you know, the carbon monoxide you sucked up when you fell asleep in the back of Zorbax frickin' trailer all the way out to Yosemite and almost died. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh. I didn't tell you about that? Yeah, I'd like to hear more. I'll tell you when we get back. Next week, kiddies, we have Slayer, we have Dr. Mancini from Melrose Place, and we have the band Imperial Drag. 
So, full plate. What did I say next week? Yeah. I should say later on this week. Totally, we should not be working tonight. It felt weird driving in here. I felt like I was at Bobcat's house. Really? I was at Bobcat is having a birthday party. Oh, really? Son of a bitch. Turning 34. Oh, wow. He's young. He's young. Amazing. He, he's been, he's done so many. Adam Sandler was there. Uh, and uh, oh, Michael McKeon, you know, from um, the other half of Lenny and Squiggy right, and all right. the Spinal Tap and all that. And a bunch of other celebrities who I, I can't recall right now. Great food. Live band. Wow. Lives in a big house on a hill. He, it turns out he lives only a couple miles away from me. Huh. I came up there. was having the time of my life and just when the barbecue here. was getting fired up. Uh. Beer. People were in the pool. Uh, I mean, it was just an awesome outdoor party with no expense spared, and I had to pick up and leave. So I stole something on the way out, you know, just to kind of cushion the blow a little bit. But uh, we shouldn't be working. By all rights, I should be at that party, getting loaded and uh, talking to the Lenny. You can go back. All right. And we'll have more Loveline in a second. This is Loveline. Radio Station. Phone number for Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191, 1-800-568-3191, fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Crowley's Dr. Jersey Board Certified Physician, Diction Medicine's Bad Related. What were you telling me? We were talking about something as we walked. Zorback. Oh. Yeah, my, uh, now, my mom will listen to the show on occasion, so I, I want to tell her name is, well, I don't know. But, Ma, if you're listening, please relax for a second here. She, she didn't know about this story? Well, no, she knows about this story, but oh. she'll, she'll kill me because okay. she's very reclusive, my okay. mom. But uh, she's a very quiet woman. But my mom went through a little stage, as, as many parents. Uh, I'm, I'm now, uh, actually, I'll be 32 tomorrow. Hey, that's right. Yeah. Um, thank you, Mahalo. Uh, the deal is, is you know, our parents were hippies, a lot of them. A lot of them went through that sort of stage. And my it was mother, not a good thing for the kids. Let me tell you, my mother, as far as the hippie, my mom was like, she was driving the VW bus. She was the king hippie. Yeah. She really was. Yeah. And, uh, you know, did all the things that the hippies do, yeah. which is not work and smoke a little hooch and make some sandals and arts and crafts. The hippies are basically in arts and crafts because they can't afford real real tools and things. So they basically you know, they buy a bunch of leather and they stick a bone through it and they, they turn everything into a hash pipe. But she was going out with this guy named Zorback. Zorback was sort of the king, uh, king hippie. She was a like queen hippie. And... He was a cool enough guy, you know, sandals, peace, love, and all that stuff. And um, we, this is 20 years ago, and we were going camping because that's what hippies do because you, you, get, you get in touch with nature that way and it don't cost anything. And this guy drove like, I don't it was like a Partridge Family bus or something. That's another thing you could do when you're a hippie. You could take old stuff like farm equipment and stuff and turn it into your car. <laughs> this guy drove like, uh, you know, the, the slow kids bus? Right. He drove like the short bus. Right. And we're driving out to Yosemite or Big Sur or something, you know, it was a few hundred miles. And this guy had like a, a, like a screen door in the back of the thing. You know, oh, it was no. like a screen oh. on the back window. Oh. And there was like a little bed oh. there. Oh, my God. And I fell asleep. And all the exhaust was being sucked back. Over you know, here. like it's like when you drive your car, if you open the hatch, if you have a hatchback, yeah. you'll smell the exhaust coming right. through the back. Well, it's that way all the way out to Yosemite. Uh-uh. 
But luckily, right before Yosemite, we stopped. I fell asleep. I must have been asleep for maybe an hour and a half or two, sucking up all this carbon uh, monoxide. This is how, uh, was it Bjorn Borg died? Uh, huh? Who was the, the tennis, tennis guy player. died? I forget yeah. what it was, but yeah. Yeah, it kills you. It's a great way to go. Now, I don't <laughs> recommend suicide to anyone listening, Not especially not if you're filling out any of those books. But if you're going to kill yourself, this carbon monoxide, it is painless. Yeah. Because what it is is you, you, it's like you start sucking it up and you go. I'm sleeping. Yeah. And you, you go to sleep and you never wake up. Yeah. So I was about to never wake up, but Zorback got the munchies. God knows why. <laughs> <laughs> and we stopped at like a, a Albertsons or some market on the way there. And they left me in the car and they went in there, you know, in search of, uh, you know, snacks and like, you know, lighter fluid and God knows what else you need when you're camping. And I woke up some, for some reason, and I wandered into the store looking for them. And I was staggering all over the place. Wow. I went to the back. There was a bathroom in the back of this market. I fell asleep on the tile oh floor. God. Some guy had to, you know, some bagger oh. had to come wake me up and rouse me and get me out of there. Some woman wanted me. Why is this too, by the way? And then I'll not go on any longer. And Drew, you don't know this because you don't get stoned. But if you've been stoned. When you get stoned, somehow people know you're stoned, and they come up to you and ask you to do weird crap that they never asked you to do before. And I can't figure out if it's because you're stoned or they know it's your, your stone and they're coming up to you. Or you just, you know what I mean? Right. But all of a sudden, you run into, like, your gym coach, and they'll start asking you weird questions. All weird stuff happens. So I was out of it, and this woman came up to me, and she asked me if I could open a package for her. Oh. Like a thing of pretzels. Oh, my God. And I was, like, struggling with this. I was biting on it, and I was, like, <laughs> kicking it, and I just fell over. And the, <laughs> Somehow then mom and Zorback found me there in the, you oh know, cleanup aisle three and, and dragged me back into the van. Did and, they know uh, immediately what had happened, or they thought? I told them I wasn't feeling right, and they f- surmised it was uh, from leaving the back window oh, open. Oh, my God. Now, Drew, could I be hurt? I kind of, I mean, you could have Lord been. knows what I did to my brain cells back yeah, then. Yeah, it could have been. Is it permanent? Uh, it's n- not not likely to be, but it could have been. Not likely to have been, but it could have been. Okay, thanks for committing to that, Drew. Teresa, 20, you're on Loveline. Hi. Hey. Uh, I had a problem that I just wanted to talk about. Uh, just see if you can help me out and let me know, like, what, what can I do? Okay. Uh, okay, this is, this is what's going on. I was supposed to be married, and uh, two weeks before my wedding... My mom takes off with my fiancé's uncle. Ugh. Okay? Was your mom married? Yeah, she was married to my dad for uh. two years oh my God. children, and she took off on top of my dad and me. Wow. And after she came back for like about a month later, my dad accepted her back. When mm. she walks in through the front door, her first words were to me. She said, oh, I jumped your claim, didn't I? Oh, my God. You know, and now my friends and family think that I should just forgive her and put everything in the past. Oh, my God. And forget about it. But How can you? I find it really hard. You to can't. Do like that. That's ridiculous. It didn't happen. To it's them. what, Drew? Recoculous. Thank you. Huh? H- how long were they out of town together? Um, about a month. Oh my really? God. Really, Teresa? Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. Uh, that's horrible. That people would said would make you suppress your feelings like that. I mean, you have feelings that are viable, understandable, in response to a, a pretty heavy hit here. Don't, well, don't, certainly for Dad. But let me but tell Teresa, you, Teresa feels abandoned too. I mean, look, look at her. Not only did she abandoned the mom, well, abandoned her. Embarrassed. She, she embarrassed her. She invaded her. Her, you know, her new family. It's just terrible. She could have ran off with Zorback. I mean, things could have been worse. But it's not the first time she's ran off on top of my dad. When I was thirteen years old, no. she ran off with the kid around the corner. She was thirty-six and he was seventeen. Ugh. 
Wow. Mom is not too healthy, is she? No, she's not at all. Is she doing drugs? Huh? Is she doing drugs? Uh, not at the time when I've known her. What does that mean? Not at the time when I've known her. I haven't seen her for like about uh, about a month and a half now. But she still calls now and then. I just won't answer her phone calls. What's your dad doing? I mean, did he take her back just so he could be mean to her? Because that's what I would have done. No, he took her back to try and straighten everything out and keep our family together. For the kids, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Straightening her out would be as easy as straightening out uh, corrugated siding. Yeah. I, I could yeah. imagine. Yeah, she sounds like she's uh, she's so wrinkled. Yes, she's like a prune. This yes. person. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I I would I would uh, I would just cut my losses with this one, especially after the second. I first with the neighbor kid, and yeah. next time with the uh, Uncle Lou. Yeah, but now you're you're thinking like her dad. What about what should Teresa do? What should Teresa do with her fiance? All right, so you still want to get married. No. No, you're not getting married anymore. No. I, I broke up with him. And, and also understandable. I mean, well, think of all the baggage going into that marriage she would have. Wow. Plus, she's 20. Do you think a 20-year-old should be getting married under circumstances like this? Let me think. Uh, no. Okay. No, no. But what do you mean under circumstances like I mean, this? It, I don't it, think a 20-year-old should be getting married even with a, a right. gun to their head. All right. But Teresa... But still, you didn't have to ruin or cut off the relationship with this guy. Well, because it's his uncle, and that means if I married him, that means I'd have to see his uncle now. Oh, yeah, so, uh, uh, she'd, feel, she'd feel angry with her husband. Guy, you know, uh, his name is Larry. They call him Kojak. Yeah. I wouldn't want to see him, and I can't stop him from seeing his uncle either. Your mom ran away with a bald guy or a dead guy? A uh, bald guy. Okay. He should have been dead. <laughs> uh, All right, so you hate your mom. Definite. People are telling you to do something that you don't want to do, which is forgive and forget. Right. But she's humiliated you. Right. And it's so embarrassing for me, too. Right. Okay. So here's the deal. Your fiancé's out of the picture. You don't care to repair that relationship. No. Even if I wanted to, I, I couldn't because it wouldn't, all right. it wouldn't all right. be a blessing from my from the rest of my family. All right. All right. Very, all right. Here, Teresa, hmm. let, let me say, you're Catholic? Uh, yeah. Well, okay, listen. Forget about the family for a minute. I, I hate to send this message out to to the young to the youth of America, but sometimes your your dad's an a hole, your mom's a bitch, your your mom runs away with the neighbor kid, and, and, and Uncle Kojak humiliates you. There there comes a time, especially at age twenty, when you realize, hey, my parents suck. I mean, it's sad, but it's true. And you you cannot go on living your life waiting for their blessing. Or worried about why mom won't forgive you or why you won't forgive your mom. I mean, it, it's sad. But there, there is a time when you need to sort of cut your losses. Your mom is not a stable person. Your mom is not a mature person. She's not a thoughtful person. She's definitely a selfish person. And she screwed you. And, and you're pissed off. Because she's not a mom. Right. She's not That's right. So why... Patch something up with someone who's not a mom. I mean, you know, maybe, you know, 20 years from now or five years from now, but you don't need to do it now. You can go on. As a matter of fact, this makes people succeed in business. Believe me, all the business people I know who are go-getters are all pissed at their parents. All pissed off their mom, and they're going to go show the world. Come on, Drew, you know what I'm talking about. The successful people, they're all whacked out. Right. Dr. Drew, tell me if I'm wrong. If anybody should apologize and make up, shouldn't it be her, not me? Oh, if if the story that you're telling it is accurate, then of course. Of she even course. came in and told me uh, that she jumped my claim. Yeah, Teresa. With a smile it, from it, ear to ear. It's ridiculous. It's recalculous. It's recalculous, yes. Teresa. Well, I turned around and told her it was only fool's gold. Yeah. 
All right, that's good. You guys are you're, don't, don't even going worry about Tad over yeah, there. Don't even worry about telling her. Just worry about getting on with your own life. Mm-hmm. All right. So it turned out to just be uh, pyrite. <laughs> but that's all right here on Love Line. If you learned nothing in high school, how did you learn that? I think I learned what pyrite was before uh, Zorback poisoned me with that carbon monoxide. And it must have stuck. So really you had like this huge education in high school. It just vanished after the carbon monoxide uh, they were They were grooming me for, the, uh, for uh, West Point before, bet, before the whole carbon monoxide thing kicked in. And then I went to carpet cleaning. Yes. Yeah. All right. Ben. Yeah. 22. Yeah. Hey. Hey, I got a problem with uh, actually more along the lines of uh, I need some information towards uh, smoking marijuana. Mm-hmm. Uh, I noticed that uh, that I get real uncomfortable when I'm out in public or when I'm at work, you know, mm-hmm. uh, even like when I'm sober, though. Like if I get high that night, I go to work the next day or whatever. Yeah, um, it'll stay in your system a couple of days. Right, right. And I'm, I'm familiar with that. But... Uh, but I get real uncomfortable being around people, and, and I find myself wanting to be antisocial in a way. Some people react that way to that drug. Are you antisocial anyway? No. I mean, I, I, I smoke weed so regularly and uh, for so long that... that uh, ah, so, so has it becoming more pronounced lately? Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, what will happen after you smoke it for several years is you'll start to have mood disturbances, you'll start to get irritable, you start to get forgetful, you start to have trouble socializing with people, you have right. trouble concentrating. And this is this is the biological injury on your brain from the pot. No, yeah, but I say a small price to pay for having a good time. Well it's it's substantial. Actually, it's quite a large price to pay. Ah, see. So, see uh, see Ben, I, I, I said that just to coax the correct answer out of you. Thank you. Of course, ben, I don't really ben, feel ben, the, that way. The problem is, if you're really a marijuana addict, it's very difficult to stop. Uh, people usually either switch over to something else, mm-hmm. or they have to get some kind of intervention, some kind of help, because uh, it's a pretty serious form of addiction. And, See, uh, it's it's not necessarily the addiction to where I feel that I need it, though. Then don't do it. I don't. I don't feel that I need then don't do to it. smoke marijuana. Then don't do it. But I do it because I like smoking marijuana. Well, that's how everybody. <laughs> every addic- addiction is about that. That's every addiction. Yeah. And the and fact is when you stop, unfortunately, when you, at this level, when you stop smoking, those, those mood problems get a lot worse. And they can really be quite severe when you try to stop for up to the first year after you stop. Really? Yeah. Okay. All right, Ben. Mm. All it, right. Thanks a lot, guys. Yeah. some help. And, my, you know, my guess is, is if Ben ever stopped for 10 minutes, he would eventually need it. That's right. He just, he just never waits he long picks up the out. pipe before yeah. he actually needs it. That's right. But yeah, actually, and, and needing it is a relative term. I mean, addiction is not about withdrawal or dependency. That's dependency. But it's about being unable to tolerate being without the substance, not because you have withdrawal, just because you don't like how you feel without it. You, you want to use it. Right. You, so you respond you, to the you, reinforcing effects of the drug, and so you use it. Right. Any any reason? And so you're addicted to something if you continue to use something in spite of consequences. Okay. This guy's having all. He just mentioned all these terrible consequences. Hey, but I like to use it. Well, guess what? If you didn't, if you weren't addicted, those consequences would have made you stop a long time ago. Jennifer, thirty-one. Hi. Hey. Um, I have a question for the doctor. Yeah. Um, what do you know about the Fenfen diet? Mm, fair amount. What do you want to know? What you think of it, and and I am uh, I have prescribed it. Uh, I, people, I, for a while there, when the, the press was so hot about this, I, somebody would come in and demand I prescribe that to them at least once an hour. Uh, that went on for about a month. Same person? No. Okay. And uh, and for some people, I have prescribed. I think it is a reasonable risk for people that have medically relevant obesity. That is to say, the risk of taking medication like this 
is less than the risk of staying obese? Drew, is, uh, am I right to say that medical obesity is defined by being 100 pounds over uh, your uh, target weight or that, average that's weight? That's a reasonable way to describe it, yeah. That's, that's one way of describing it, but that, oh. that's, a, that's a reasonable way. But what this is is fenteramine and pondamin. Pondamin is basically an antidepressant. Fenteramine is basically speed, or an appetite suppressant. It is absolutely out of the question for people who are addicts or, have, or who have mood disorders. Uh, but if you and the, the pondamin, interestingly, has in, in laboratory animals been shown to cause the same changes in the in rats in their brain as ecstasy, as MDMA, which are rather substantial. So I worry about the long term effects of the pondamin. What what type of uh, change? Disturbances of the normal architecture in the region of the brain called the amygdala. Now that was in higher doses than you would usually give uh, a human, but not that much higher. Hey Drew. Yeah. Let me ask you a quick question. Why are we so closely related to the rat? I mean, because, why do they because test the, everything be, be, on rats? I don't like because, that. Because, well, in, in, I like, a, like a, maybe a chinchilla or something. For, for these issues. Furry, for these cute. For things like addiction and mood problems and mood centers and things like that, our, our brain is closely related to theirs. Yeah, but you ever seen how big a rat's balls are? <laughs> I mean, it's like half the size of their body, those rat's balls. I've never seen that. Oh, you haven't? Yeah, you you got to go to the you got to go to the right lab. Yeah. Oh yeah, tremendous. Uh, so Jennifer, I have my real concerns about this, but again, if the risks, uh, if you're you know if you're if it's medically relevant, if you're diabetic, hypertensive, and it's important for you from that standpoint, then yeah, by all means. Jennifer, how big are you? I, I'm thin now. And it does work, by the way. And if you have an eating disorder or ever had an eating disorder, it's also out of the question. Because you just chuck it right back up, right? No, it's because it just reinforces the the, the pathology of an eating disorder. Oh, okay. Oh, you're thin now. How big were you? Only about eight pounds more than I am. Then the, the forget the Fen Fen diet, okay? Please, don't Jennifer. Even, don't even think about it. No, I mean, the, the, uh, it made me feel very much in control and uh, happy with my size, so. Yeah. The, the, the doctor coming well, you, in there eight pounds overweight and asking for Fen Fen probably gave you a couple of razzles. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, did they, hey, do you ever give people placebo stuff and tell them, oh, yeah. You can't. It's against the law. It is? Yep. Well, that's a crappy law. It is a crappy law. Because you could, first you could save some money. You could really pocket a lot of money because you wouldn't have to cut the drug companies in. Number two, you'd the probably... The drug companies, you, you don't get cut in with the drug companies. Well, what about all the free golf no, and going to no, Hawaii no, and all that no, crap? I no, know the no. booty. I know Adam, the game, Adam, Drew. Adam, I spend an hour a day on average with drug reps in order to get free medications to give my patients. Right. And how much of that hour are they blowing you? <laughs> Be honest. Zero. <laughs> Angel. Hello. Do you enjoy doing this to me? You're 20. You really do, don't you? <laughs> 20. It's, just, it's the best part of your day. You're 20. You're on Love Line. You know what it is? Because this TV show thing we're doing yes. is coming up in a few yeah. months. I'm just getting it all out of my system, all the good stuff, all the fun stuff. I, can I say one thing real quick? Yeah. I did have pet rats, and you write about their <laughs> Tremendous scrotum on those rats. They're like as big as their heads are. It's so obnoxious. Yeah. See, tell me there's a god. God would create a creature with his nuts, his front side as big as his backside. He has to drag around essentially a flesh anvil all over the cage. And let me tell you, a rat has a very active lifestyle. No need for balls that size. I know. It's No, it's weird. Yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, Angel. Yes. Uh, you know, I was kind of kidding. You sound like you're getting pretty serious about the rat scrotum thing. So, all right, take it easy, please. Get outside more. All right, all right, more. all right. All right. Okay. My problem. You ready? Yes. Okay, my problem is that I date guys, and the thing is that two things happen. I will either end up sleeping with them and immediately after not liking them at all, like they will say something like, you know, oh, I really care about you. And I'm like, oh, God, get away. Or 
I just lose, like, I just, like, don't want to be friends at all then, you know? I don't, I just don't like people after I sleep with them, and I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, you don't uh, bring the rat ball thing up. Do you? <laughs> no. Okay, good. So keep that no. to yourself. Uh, you go out with these guys, you sleep with them, you never want to see them again. No, and I feel like some weird guy who's like just mean or something. Right, right. You're doing what guys do. And and honestly, it's really sad that people end up liking you more when you care less. Right. Oh, they love that. I don't know why, though. It makes me really like mad at myself. Let me tell you how, how the human nature is. You take some crap... You put it on a fishing string. Someone will walk up to it and reach down, and you pull it. They'll chase right after it. Big, stinky hippo flop. They'll chase it all the way down the street. Get hit by a car chasing hippo flop just because it's going the other direction. I know the psychology of the man and the female. I don't know what to do. All right, Angela, let me ask you a hypothetical. What? What if you were with a guy who was as big an a-hole as you? Mm. Wouldn't you be attracted to that? Yeah, but... All right, hypothetical. I come over there, I sleep with you. All right? Yeah. All right, now, I sleep with you. And when I'm done... You never call me again. When I'm done, yeah, I'm done, and I I, I uh, take, like, $5, I mop my brow off with it and stick it to your forehead and say, uh, thanks for the lay, babe. Oh, my God. I'll see myself out. Now, no. tell me you wouldn't dig me. No, see, the thing is, I don't like people that are initially that rude. Like, I wouldn't like somebody who's rude. I think I pick, like, pretty normal people to, like, hang out with or date. And I've even tried to make, like, a little guideline, like, just be friends with guys. But, but it's when you, when you ha- achieve some degree of intimacy that you... Right, when they you, like me, then... Right, it's when, it's when you're on the line to be close with somebody yeah, that you like, reject. Ugh, sorry, do, I don't want it. Yeah, yeah that, that, that's the bottom line. You but don't I don't have, that. like, a trauma, like... But you don't, you have, whatever. You're you're, scared. Yeah, you don't want intimacy right now. You're afraid of it. You don't want to let them in. I don't know why, though. Everyone wants to be happy with, like, someone. Yeah, but some people don't want to risk the happiness, the alleged happiness, for the the sure disappointment that's going to happen when they break up. And when you catch him sleeping with one of your friends or when he runs off with uh, Uncle Kojak somewhere. Somewhere, somewhere somebody disappointed you in such a way that you really haven't gotten over it. And you're having trouble making yourself vulnerable again to that sort of a trauma. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. See, she lets them in in one way, but she does not let them in where it counts, Drew. That's right. Where it counts most with a woman. With anybody. I'm talking about the back door. Okay. Freedom Drain. That's oh, right. That's changed too. Freedom Fries, Freedom Doors, Freedom Drains. Speaking of freedom, blinds galore. These guys, these guys are patriots. Mm-hmm. Let's not mess around. Let's not go to the store. Deal with the guy with the weird vest. I'm on my break. Who? <laughs> oh no, that's not. You yeah, gotta get the other guy. You gotta get the other guy. The other chick. We'll be back in two hours. Yeah, blinds galore. Amazing customer service design advice, window experts, and by the way, it's all completely free. They give you samples, and they give you expertise. Mm-hmm. We get all our blinds from Blinds Galore, these guys. No problems. You measure it out, send it in, design it, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. They've been doing it online for 15 years. They know their stuff. They've worked out the bugs. 
They give amazing deals. They guarantee if you don't like what you order for any reason, they'll give you something else. Mm-hmm. They will take care of you. Blinds Galore really does have Blinds Galore. That's why they're called Blinds Galore. Go to BlindsGalore.com. That is BlindsGalore.com. Let them know I sent you. That's BlindsGalore.com. Hello, this is Jackie Mason. Do you know what Loveline does? They straighten out your problems with your love life, and we do it better than anybody. Did he say we? I don't know. Because he was on the show for five minutes. What? No bagel. He didn't get a bagel, and he left. People think I'm making fun of it, like it's like I'm doing some kind of Jewish shtick here. But seriously, did he not want to know where the bagels were? No, he was mad about that, yeah. That and that he wasn't getting paid. We do it better than anybody. Hey Jackie, it's ten thirty in the evening. We got a, we got the Goyam here manning the mics. We don't know if from bagels at ten thirty at night. For Christ's sake, Pamela Lee comes in here. She's got to buy her own Pepsi. That's the beauty of Love Line. They're like, it's like Tony Bennett comes in and goes, uh, "Can I get a uh, Coke?" And Anne's like, uh, "Yeah, the vending machine up the hall." Right. <laughs> and it gets pissed off when he wants to change. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191, 1-800-568-3191. Fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Crowley. He's Dr. Drew. And this is Molly. Molly, you're 15. You're on Love Line. Hi. Um, I have, like, sort of an embarrassing problem. Oh, that is so good. <laughs> Go. Well, um, I'm 15, as you know, and... Um... I'm really thinking about having sex with my boyfriend, really. And um, But the thing is, his fantasy is about having a threesome. And I talked to my best friend about it, and she's really into it, and he's into it, too, with her. But I'm just so scared, you know, about STDs and stuff, but I've never really minute. had feelings for women. Wait, if, if, if this is your first sexual experience or your first with him? First, yeah. Ever first. in your life? Yeah. Do, do not even think about having a threesome. Really? Don't don't even don't even consider it. All right. Your, your concerns about STC are justified. FTDs are justified, of course. But that is only one of many reasons that you should not be doing this. For crying out loud, are you even clear that you want to be sexually active with this guy at all? Yes, we've been together. Why? For, because I love him so much. All right. I all know right. where Drew's concerns uh, lie. Uh, by but the you know, way. you see where Molly is. Where's Molly at emotionally, uh, madam? I don't know. What city you calling from, Molly? Pasadena. She's in Pasadena. What, no, what 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 state is she in? Where's she Maryland. calling? Maryland. Uh, Maryland. She's Pasadena, Maryland. Wow. We're not hillbillies out here. Okay. Pasadena. We, we think you say Pasadena. We think you're calling from California. Yeah. The Rose Bowl is. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Now listen, Molly. Her state of mind is she wants to please. No. Right. Because why? What does she think about her boyfriend? Because oh, she thinks they'll be together forever. And what? They'll get married. What? Yeah. Oh, that's oh, what my. she thinks, Yuri Molly. Keller over here, what the hell? That's do what, I know that's what she's what, thinking. Molly, is that what you're thinking about your boyfriend? Yeah. Okay. Because what? We're really serious. Mo- about Molly, that. guess what? what? I, I, it's that, that is very. No, oh, no, 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 no. Yes, Drew's high no, horse no, out no, of the no, barn. No. <laughs> Get that no, pen no, for no, me, no, Drew. You, 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 she has told you what she's thinking. What's he thinking? He really. I, no, Molly. Adam's going to tell you what he's thinking. Okay. He wants to have a threesome with his 15 year old girlfriend he hasn't had sex with. She wants to marry him. He's thinking. He wants to marry me too. I mean, we've no. talked about how. Oh, right. okay, Adam. Okay. okay. He's thinking. I got to put my penis somewhere in a hurry before my head explodes. <laughs> I don't care where it is. I have to stash my penis. <laughs> the cops are. The feds are at the door. Stash the penis. Well, what wait! About- don't flush it down the toilet, you idiot. 
well, what about what do I do with my friend who's already you know into him too, and he's like, what do you think is going to happen if he sleeps with her, and you see that? I'll kill her. All right. Well, that's what they're planning to do in front of you. Oh no, he well, will not. What do you think that? I don't know what's going to happen. What do you think a threesome is? I, I honestly don't know. Hey, Molly, Molly, this is not somebody who is handling your emotions with yeah. respect or care. My best friend. All right. Well, I don't know why she's. I I don't know what's going on with her. Uh, Maybe maybe this guy's manipulating both of you. But your boyfriend is being very destructive potentially with your feelings. How old is he? Well, she's like sixteen and a half. How old is he? He's been with like. How old is he? He is sixteen. This guy. Sixteen. I guarantee you is not thinking seriously about getting married. Really? This well, guy's he's thinking like about, about having kids with me and everything. Uh, he can talk about it all he wants, okay? Yeah. But he is not. His desire to be physically intimate with you is to be physically intimate, not to be emotionally intimate. Well, we've been together for two and a half years. Excellent. Then keep it that way. But by all means, do not have a threesome. Relationships in which threesomes get involved. Never survive. Yeah, especially at your age. You got to be a rock star, really, to to pull that off. And even then, it's difficult. Well, I could. (laughs) Molly, if you want, first of all, if you if you wish for this to survive, no way it will through a threesome. Really? No way. Do you think my sorry? Do you think my best bet is just you know to have sex with him? I think your best bet is to be very very careful with him. Kill the best friend. No, I think you ought to think twice before you have sex with any of these people. And let me tell you, if this guy hears this, he's putting a bounty out on your head, Drew. Do all you right. realize what what you've just taken away from this sixteen-year-old? Well, yeah, but that's all he's concerned. Come on, you be the, you put yourself in his shoes for a minute. What would, what what was he after? What was he thinking about? Was he thinking about marrying Molly? No, no, no. He's no, he's not thinking about okay. marrying. Well, that's her. what Molly thinks he's thinking about. Well, I know, and we, you know, you enlightened Molly. I just can't. It, it, what the hell is everyone going? I mean, when I was sixteen. Oh, I mean, just to find a penthouse in a garbage dumpster was like, oh, for Christ's sake, that's it. This is going to hold me till graduation. I would hold it over my head and a beam, you know, the clouds would part and a beam of light would hit me and it'd be, oh, 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 And then, like, my dad would drive by, but that was the Holy Grail. I mean, for Christ's sake, just the, the Vegas ad in the back of the sports page where the Chick was wearing a you know a sequence halter thing. That was your sex life. Doing threesomes, ridiculous. And he's ridiculous, and he has them talked into it. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Wow. We need to educate our young ladies a lot better. This guy, this guy's going to be a salesman. Yeah. He's already uh, he's already auctioned off his penis at age sixteen. Um, Stanlin. Hello. Stanley, you're 16. You're on Loveline. Yeah, hi. Hey. Yeah, hi, Dr. Drew. Stan. Yeah. Um, well, I have this problem with my dad, and it hasn't been solved. It's like, it's been going on for years. And then, um, well, let me start from yesterday. I um, I just went out. I like bike everywhere. So I just went out, and then I got a haircut, and he didn't like it. And then he, like, always, like, you know, gives me money and stuff, and he, like, spoils me all the time. What is your that dad? Mean? Yeah. What do you mean? He gives you money? Yeah, he gives me like money all the time. Yeah, like spoils me, and I I don't want the money. But see, when he gives bitch. me like you know money all the time, he just I don't I can't like you know say you're right. Like, you know. Right, it's too. So it's you're too... being abused. Yeah. 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 So I can't believe that. Yeah. Give give them some kind of eight hundred number for parents who give them too much allowance. True. Certainly, there's hey, people Stan, who can what, help. What's your question, Stan? Well, um, I I don't have a question. It's just that you know what what can I do? You know, it's just 
and then I'm doing like really bad in school. I used to do really good in school and everything too. Yeah. And I mean, the only problem me and him is just he wants me to get good grades and stuff. And and when I don't get good grades, he just like threatens me and stuff. All know? right. I I don't know exactly what's going on, but at the very least, you sound very depressed. Yeah. And the the most the most sensitive barometer of a person's your age mood is actually your grades. If your grades suddenly drop, oh, there's really? a high probability. I, yours were always down, Adam. So well, no, 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 I did. I started with a, a sort of uh, high uh, D, and I switched to a low D by the end of high school. So yeah. I think there was a certain form of depression yeah, going well, on with me. From, from bad to worse. Um, but indeed, it sounds like you are depressed, Alan, and, and you ought to find maybe a counselor at school or somebody you can talk to about how you're feeling. Yeah, so but you need to sort through this fast, uh, you know, so you can try to pull out of this and get more productive in school and, and start feeling better. Yeah, I mean, cause it happened yesterday because we just like moved into this country like two and a half years ago. Right, and that's you know that's a stress by itself. I mean, I yeah. see a lot of kids. Southern California now has got lots of different people that moved in the last ten. Yeah, years. I haven't seen my no mom. No kidding, and everyone go back. By the way, that's my message. You haven't seen your mom? No, I haven't seen my mom in like two years. Why? Because um, he lives, you know, he lives in Europe, and then I can't go back, you know, because. You know, I, I'm, I mean, going, Stanley, I'm going back this summer. Of but. course you're depressed. I mean, you're, your parents are separated, your mother's in another country, you're a new culture. All right, let me solve Stanlin's problem instead of just uh, warm over his life like you've been doing, Drew. Yeah, but I mean, he, he likes Stanlin, relax. Okay. Do you have friends? Uh, yeah. You do? Yeah. How many? Um... Actually, I have a lot of friends. I just like you do. Yeah, I have. I like That's change good. my personality right. when I come home. You know? All right, like, shift. All right, here's the deal. Right. Shift the personality and uh, your attention a little more to the friend side. Now, you're not going to be able to patch up things with your dad overnight. You, you, it's a long, slow project. You can start on it, you know, but. Right now, you have to find comfort where, where comfort is, or, and that's maybe, probably with your friends. And maybe not friends, plural, but if you, even if you can find one friend who you can particularly get some support from, that would be very, very useful to you at this point in time. Okay? Uh, yeah. All right, Stan. All right. That's All true. Right. That's good advice, Adam. Solid. I was? All right. And yeah. let me just, something that just popped into my head as a real freakish thing, but uh, he was talking about high school, and we are talking about grades mm-hmm. and, and that kind of thing. I just want to give a quick message out to uh, Mr. Gregory. If anybody knows Mr. Gregory, what school? Taught at North Hollywood High. Uh, taught driver's ed. How old was he when he taught you? Um, Fifties, like eighty-seven. Yeah. No, no, he was he was in his late forties, probably. He's still around. Late it's only 60s. been it's been about twelve, thirteen years. Mm. He taught driver's ed. I took driver's ed. He failed me. Driver's ed. He, I failed driver's I didn't ed. Know there was such a thing. because Mr. Gregory decided on his own. That he wanted a 20-page report at the end of the class. Otherwise, he would fail anyone who did not do this 20-page report. I sat there. I took every damn quiz. I I filled out all the godforsaken Scantron sheets. I handed everything in. I showed up every day. But I couldn't do the 20-page report because I I, I can't read right. Mm. I can't write. I can't Mm. read. I didn't have a typewriter. My parents didn't give a rat's ass. And I never turned it in. I mean, 20-page report was monumental to me at 17 or 16. Today... I'd have to quit the show and, right. and take a sabbatical right. for six months and right. do 20 pages of work. But then, impossible. Yeah. And he, I, but I thought somehow, somehow in the mercy of, some, somewhere, he's going to pass me. Because all I needed was a freaking D for this goddamn driver's ed thing. And he did not bat an eye. He just failed me. So, Mr. Gregory, if you're still alive, and I hope you're not, but if you are, this is Adam Carolla telling you to kiss my ass. Kiss it. Old bag.
making 25k a year and driving a freaking Yugo to work, not getting any sex. Look at me, I'm having a life of Riley, Mr. Gregory. Thank God you failed me, old... I'm not going to say. All right, so again, uh, Gregory, kiss my ass, and um, um, Dr. Mancini will be in next week, so we got that to look forward to. Hey there, uh, my name's Paul Shirley. I'm a washed-up basketball player. I wrote a book about my career called Can I Keep My Jersey? And I'm Justin Halpern, uh, creator of My Dad Says, and I basically exploited my elderly father for money. Together, we have a podcast called Short Corner. About the NBA. On our last podcast, we had Steve Nash on, and I can promise you we didn't ask the same stupid questions that every single other person has probably asked Steve Nash. So go to podcastone.com, hit that fancy or not-so-fancy download button, and uh, our sultry voices will be in your head. We'll be inside you. One eight hundred L O V E one nine one phone number love line fax number three one zero eight five four forty four fifty five. I'm Adam Carolla. Later on this week's layer, Thomas Calabra. I said would be in next week, but it's well, it is kind of next week because it's Sunday. It's upcoming week. Uh, this week, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, before Friday, these people will be in here, uh, Imperial Drag, and uh, producer Ann will be in too. She's off having a lovely vacation. Is she, or just off? She's off. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's why producer Ann hasn't been chiming in, saying, uh, huh? I wasn't listening. (laughs) And if the show has suffered, it's because producer Ann has not been here. And I'm sure you could all, you miss her, in her fact. And I miss looking through the glass and seeing that stonewalled grouper face she'd give me whenever (laughs) I went off on a tangent. It was like, you go to the aquarium, you see the grouper? Yeah, that's right. That's it. But she's angular and she's beautiful because she's probably listening. Okay, uh, KJ, sixteen, you're on Love Line. Yeah, um, I wanted to know, um, you know, like with testicular cancer, I want to know like with some information on it, you know. What information do you want? I mean, you know, it's definitely in the nuts. Huh? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, you know. Don't listen to the radio. Turn the radio off. Yes, yeah, so, KJ. Yeah, I you wanted to know. Go turn the radio off right now. We'll wait. All right. Because all KJ could hear is him saying, you know, on a five-second <laughs> delay. So it just sounded like, you know. Oh, okay. You know. Um, I need to know, you know, what to look for when I do that testicular examination thing. Look for a pebble or a rock in your testicle. It's very hard when it's testicular In it cancer. or near it. In it. Inside. No, near Not it. Not in the skin. Inside. N- near it just means you're camping, right? Inside. Okay. Okay. Up inside. KJ. Yeah. You got gravel in the sack? Uh, I thought I did, but... Uh-huh. What's um, going on? You know you're supposed to have two balls in there. Yeah, but uh-huh. I thought I felt like a, a little, a third one, like about... That could have been your penis. Well, the, you could, you, third, third, is it, was it smooth and round? Yeah, okay. it's not, just like a the testicle itself. It was like, All right, there's a lot of things that could be. You might just be feeling the sort of cap that sits on top of the testicle called the epididymis. You might be feeling a cyst, which is like a fluid-filled sac. There's spermatoceles and, and hydrocele and things you can get there. You could be feeling a hernia, so you ought to just have your doctor check it out. But if, if it's rock-like, if it feels like a pebble or a stone, then that's cancer. Okay? Okay. All right. You okay, KJ? Yeah. All right. 
And let me tell you, a guy gets around fine with one nut. Absolutely. Look at the uh, one nut wonder, Engineer Mike. He, he, he's he, been cut off from his mouth. Yeah, he's been cut off from both of them. He moves like a gazelle, though. Yeah, he does. And, and he comes into work, and his nuts show up about 10 minutes later. They both work fine. I test them out regularly. <laughs> You're, but he's cut off from them. He's disconnected from them. It's been separated. Yeah. He got like separate. a restraining order from his sperm. The penis is very dysfunctional. <laughs> oh, jeez. God, that's been enhanced electronically in some way. No, that's what you sound like, Drew. Ryan, 13. Uh, hi, what's up? Hey, what's up? It shows the bomb. <laughs> Thank you. You're the bomb, Ryan. All right, thanks. All right. Um, I'm having a problem because, like, I was listening to Love Line one time, and my mom walked in, and, like, it was about masturbation or something, and she didn't like what she was hearing. I just was wondering if there's, like, any way I can convince her that it's cool. All right. Let me... Listen to it. Is she there? Yeah. All right. Let me talk to her. Okay. Okay. She might get kind of upset. Uh, That's all right. I'll straighten her out. What's her name? Rebecca. Rebecca? Yeah. How old is Rebecca? She's 41. Okay. Okay, hold on. Where are you calling from? You can figure out what part of the country this is. Hello. Rebecca. Uh Uh-huh. Hi. You're on Loveline. (laughs) Oh, no. Okay. Rebecca. Uh-huh. Now now your uh your lovely son Ryan has told us that uh, you're a little upset about him listening to the show. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Can I, am I really on this? Yes, you're abs- absolutely. Uh, so don't make a fool of yourself. <laughs> but let me say so I'm Adam Carolla. This okay. is Dr. Drew sitting in for Dr. Drew tonight. Now listen. Where do you want him to learn this stuff? Out on the streets? Behind some dumpster in some back alley with some guy named Stu <laughs> dressed up in a sailor suit with a wind-up cap. Well, Rebecca, more the important thing is oh. what we, we, we point out to kids here is the consequences of the actions that... that Rebecca? Uh-huh. The consequences of the actions that these kids get into when, they, when they're acting out in, with these things too, too young or at all. In some cases, I mean, it's really about them learning from their peers and the kind of craziness they manifest and the trouble they get into when they try these things out and they do these things that are unhealthy. And here's the reality. I've never masturbated a day in my life, but it's important for me to sound like I have because I have to identify with the youth of America. You see? Yeah. You know how it goes. And Rebecca, you're not so old that you don't understand uh, feelings. Lay, lay, lay off Rebecca. A little bit. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> Rebecca. Uh-huh. You were young once. Right. That, that's why she doesn't want him listening. He's afraid of how it might influence You had certain feelings and certain desires, did you not? Yeah. Now, you probably did not have a good a good forum in which to learn this information, did you? Did something happen? Maybe something happened to her because of that. Trial right? and error. What happened, Rebecca? <laughs> what, what do you mean, what happened? Young pregnancy? No. Mm-hmm. Any molestation in the back background? Mm-hmm. A counselor thought I was, but I don't remember. All right. Well, at least you were screwed. Did my son only give my first name? Yes. We would never give your last name. We had a little counseling. Did did he try to hypnotize you? Why? Uh, No. Find out whether she was actually molested or not. No, that's not a good way to do that. That's not a good way. No. But the point, the point is, I mean, it's natural enough that that's not a good way to do that, Adam. Why not? You're giving me the puss now because that's that's artifactual. You can get information that's not necessarily accurate. So you way. find out they uh, they skippered the pinto too at yeah, the same no, time. Look, it still doesn't mean it didn't happen. But you know, <laughs> the, the fact is, it's understandable then that she'd have even more anxiety about him being exposed to this kind of stuff if she was traumatized when she was younger. All right. Yeah. All right. But Rebecca. Uh huh. You don't have any real objection to the show, do you? Well, I've, I mean, we're Christian, okay, and I, I'm getting married a week from Saturday. Ooh. And I've been married twice, and I've 
All right. So you're not a great Christian. Pardon me? You're an okay Christian, but you're not a great one. No, I consider, I mean, my fiancé and I have been together a year and seven months, and we have not. <laughs> oh, you haven't? No, we well, haven't. Well, because you had so much the first uh, 41 years. <laughs> no, that's not why. It's because of my beliefs. All right, but you, let, me, let me tell you, you're sharing these beliefs with your third husband. How much conviction can you have? <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> me and my third husband have a <laughs> We're very religious. Yeah. Yes, we pray all the way to the adult bookstore, as a matter of fact. We do? Please. Rebecca, this is your third husband, and you're, t you're giving us a lesson on religious morality? <laughs> Listen to yourself. Yeah, but, she, but she'd been through, she was sexually abused when she was younger. No, and I she, didn't. And she can't, or abused in some fashion, has trouble sustaining intimate relationships. Obviously. And now, it's, and now the, the, so having the structure of the church could really help her. All right. There's nothing wrong with the church. Thank God it's only once a week, by the way. You don't want to do it every day. Well, I disagree. All right, Rebecca. The church is once a week. Let me, let, all right, all right, I know, but God is always within you all the time. Except for, I think, when you're in the bathroom. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look that up. But Ryan, I pray in the shower, so. Are you serious? Because <laughs> let me tell you what Ryan does in the shower. Now, let's be serious for a second, Rebecca. Listen, please. Here's what happens. Here's what we're worried about. You take Ryan, you bring him to church, you dress him up, you take care of him, and Every time the topic of sex comes up, you tell him to, to douse it. Put it out. Wait on it. Wait till you're married. Wait till you're older. Wait till you graduate. It's okay to say that, but to say, don't think about it, don't listen to it, don't hear it. Right. It I'm exist. saying this kid will snap in a couple of years. He'll be sneaking out the window. He'll be going over to the neighbor kid's house. Next thing you know, he knocks somebody up. I'm betting... It's Just because he doesn't listen to Love Line? Oh, absolutely. No, 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 no. Oh, wait a minute, Drew. No, I disagree. Your, about your experience with food. <laughs> you know, how come I can hear two people but only sort of hear the second one? Because are you talking about Drew? Yeah. No, I, because Drew Drew feels like he should get paid for the show but doesn't really have to do it. He sits back in his chair. Cut it out. His Cut high out. horse goes by every ten minutes. Is it true that Drew is Christian? No. No. But no. I'm a physician, and uh, and I... Try to look at these things from a, what's healthy and clinically appropriate. I am a devout Christian, by the way. <laughs> I can tell you that the uh, the Lord giveth and the Lord uh, taketh away, and he is going to taketh your son to a brothel by the time he's 16 if you do not give him a little freedom. You cannot keep him repressed. He's got all kinds of urges yeah, right now. Yeah, but at least let him see the consequences of what these things do to people. So if, you, saying, if you hide it completely... Are you saying that I'm supposed to let my son just... You know, go out, go to bed with people. No, 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 no. You're not supposed to let him do that, but you you let him do you 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 conv let him make his own decisions about that by showing him the consequences of what happens when people do that. Yes, Rebecca. All right. Mm -hmm. You'll let him listen. You listen too, and and have your. Well, I have my fiance has too. Good. He's he's heard some things that okay. didn't sound appropriate, and that's why I and All I right. walked in and heard my daughter listening to it and. All right. It didn't. So, I'm not. Right, let's just get to the bottom line. Do they have the, the lying around? Any what? Okay. Yeah, forget, right. yeah, yeah. That's enough. We don't need. Oh them. God. Let's go to this one. Come on. I, I, I'm embarrassed enough. What are you embarrassed about? You. Oh please, Drew. Come on. Let's keep going. What? No, no. No, keep going. You're right. fine. What? No, no. Yes. No, Mike won't yes. let us. Ah. It's time to break. Yeah, we're almost out of show. Well, let me just recap for just one second. Now, what, what, yeah, I, I, one time you went on a tirade about kids have nowhere else to go with, for this information. I like that. Okay, that was good. And, and let me tell you something, too. It's hard to tell your kids 
to, uh, you know, think about a good Christian fellowship with the third husband sitting around the house. Right, right. See, you have yeah, to kid, lead kids, by kids example. Are, kids are very sensitive to hypocrisy, extremely sensitive. That's right. And if I knew what that meant, I would be sensitive to it as well. Logline will be right back. Why? Because we like you. Hey, guess who's coming to the Steve Austin Show? Devin Bonner came in my room, the American Psycho. I hold the record for most separate sets of stitches in a fight, uh, in a UFC fight, all on my head. Seven, seven, seven. The second Chris, UFC 116, where Brock and Shane Carwin fought. I was there. Even after the roughest weight cut, man, a couple bottles of Pedialyte and a couple of IV bags, and that next day, I feel great. Go to SteveAustinShow.com. What could be easier than that? Uh, not going to give the phone number out. Not going to give the fax number out. Only have time for one more call, and that would be Lakeisha. Hi. Lakeisha McEvil, baby, where you been all night? Ba-dum, 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 your hands all messed up, baby. Your clothes you're wearing just don't fit you right. Lakeisha, yeah, thank you. Thank you remember you. that blood, sweat, and tears song, Lakeisha McEvil? We got just a couple yeah. minutes here. Oh, okay, go ahead. Okay, um, like, I this problem. I used to be on cocaine for like two months, and then I moved, so it was like hard to get it. But like, I've been like lately, I've been like hooked on pot, like. Like daily, yeah. like a daily thing. I do it at yeah. school and uh-huh. home mm. stuff. And every Friday, me and my friends go out and like drink and stuff. You're and 15. You're 15, boy. Yeah, I'm 15. Two years, uh, two months on cocaine. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you want to know how to kick everything? No, I like pot. <laughs> well, which ones don't you want? Well, do no, you what, want do, what do you want I don't from want us? I want to be an alcoholic because my like the whole my you're, whole family. Oh, okay, all right, Drew, go. All right, you you are even you already are on your way. Okay, just because you haven't chosen alcohol doesn't mean you're not going to be an addict. If you have the biological propensity to be an alcoholic, of which if your parents are alcoholic or one of them or both is alcoholic, yeah, your probability. Your probability of inheriting that genetic makeup is about fifty percent oh, really? on average. Like, yeah. And if you if you if you are addicted to pot, addicted to cocaine, it suggests that you have that biological propensity. The problem is that at your age to become this involved, this intensely suggests that there's something else going on also. All right, thirty and seconds, Drew. You, you, you got to go get some help, Lakeisha. This is a critical time in your life. If you keep going down this path, there will be irreversible consequences. Okay. Okay. Like right. my friends. My friends, like, get scared of me sometimes because I, like, get violent. Which is all part of the picture here. Please, please get some professional before you do something that makes it something you can't come back from. Okay. Uh, all right, Lakeisha. Okay, thanks. All right. And, by the way, nothing wrong with your friends being a little intimidated, a healthy respect for you in a physical way when you're 15 years old. Because it's basically either you're kicking their ass or they're kicking your ass at age 15. It's one or the other. All right. So better they so should be scared of you. So but something not, about the healthy environment you grew up in. Not because you're taking an elephant tranquilizer and have the strength of uh, 30 men. All right. That's a, that would be known as an unfair advantage. Let's get out of here. I want to thank the lovely Lisa for doing the phones tonight, the beautiful Sherry for working her magic on the phones tonight, the one-nut wonder, Engineer Mike, for sitting there and doing whatever it takes 
to make this show go out every night. I'd like to thank myself for coming in here and doing at least an average job behind the microphone and Dr. Drew for coming in here and putting up with my shenanigans for the last two hours. And we will see you tomorrow night. If you are still listening, you may feel the urge to touch yourself. You've been listening to Loveline. The opinions expressed on Loveline, especially by Adam Carolla, are not necessarily those of the staff, management, or sponsors, or even the character voices. Loveline, produced by Ann Wilkins for Westwood One Entertainment. Copyright 1996. So don't even think it. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.